Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is the college ministry at Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can check out the Living Room ATL on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this talk. Great is your faithfulness to me. I put my trust, my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground. Someone needed to sing those words tonight. Someone needed to be reminded of that tonight. Someone just needed to to maybe for the very first time hear that tonight and think, man, what does that look like? What could that look like for me if those words were true for me and my life? I love that we want there tonight. Band, thank you so much for leading us. They're gonna be back to lead us in one more at the end of the night, but whew, man, what, that was incredible. That was incredible. Um, TLR fam, how are y'all feeling tonight? Everybody doing all right? I'm trusting that you're talking back to me right now through the screen, or maybe um, even talking back to me right now in the chat. Uh, I would love for you guys to, to, to be engaged in the chat uh, when appropriate as much as possible. That's one of our, our hopes throughout this semester is that you would uh, not only tune in each week, but that you would lean in. And one of the ways that you can really lean in is to be engaging and connecting with one another in the chat. And two weeks ago at our fall kickoff, off on August 31st, which man, what a night that was. Um, it was incredible though, seeing so many of you um, in the chat, like the chat was absolutely blowing up. Our team was, was just talking all about it. We couldn't believe it. It was so incredible. And it was amazing to see so many of you in the chat encouraging one another, uh, highlighting, highlighting certain things. I just said that really weird. Highlighting, um, highlighting certain things that were being said and just like challenging one another. It was so cool. And in fact, the next day I found out that there was one person who was pretty active in the chat and they were saying some things and they started saying some things that were kind of not so good and we figured that out pretty quickly but I also found out that this person was was kind of coming at me a little bit and um, I the person who was telling me this I was like what do you mean and they're like well you know when you were telling that story about like dunking in your new basketball goal I just got a new basketball goal in my backyard and I was like yeah like you know I was talking about how I was going to be dunking and like just so that you know, I am dunking. The hoop has to be lowered down to like eight foot two inches, um, but don't, like, I'm getting there, okay? And this person, I guess, in the chat was like, no, bro, like, you're not gonna be getting up that high. The only thing that's gonna be getting that high is your hairline. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, when this person told me this, I knew I shouldn't have said it, I knew I was gonna lose it. Because when this person told me this, I started dying, and it's probably a really good thing that I'm not able to, like, see the chat live because for moments like that, like I would just start dying laughing and I'd get kind of distracted and I already kind of get distracted pretty easily. Uh, Maybe you can tell that, I don't know. But anyways, I love it. I would love for you to be engaged with me in the chat. There might even be some moments throughout the night where I say, hey, put this in the chat or like, let me know in the chat and I would love for you to participate if you can. But hey, again, welcome to the living room. If we've never met before, my name is Matt and I get to lead the living room here at Buckhead Church and uh, I am really, really excited for tonight. I'm excited that you're tuning in tonight. I've been looking forward to this night because tonight we're kicking off a brand new series here at TLR called Alcatraz. And this series really is a series where we're gonna be talking about the things in life that seem and feel inescapable. You know those things in life that we all have them at least at times in our life, those things that 
It just feels like no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how hard you try, how hard you fight, it just seems like you cannot shake it. Like you can't get rid of it. You feel so entangled, almost trapped. Those things in life that just feel inescapable. And of course, the series title we took from the infamous prison, probably the most infamous prison in United States history, which is the prison known as Alcatraz. And Alcatraz is a prison that's located on Alcatraz Island in the San Francisco Bay, just about 1.25 miles off the coast of San Francisco. And in fact, just to catch you up on your history on Alcatraz, um, Alcatraz is a prison uh, that was uh, a last resort prison. So it was for the people that had no hope of rehabilitation. And it was a prison that at first was a military garrison back in 1934. And so what that means is it was like a place where the military would be and they would look out for enemies who might be coming in and then it would place where they would just kind of be trained and all that good stuff. And then in 1934, the US Department of Justice took it over. They took over Alcatraz Island and they transformed it into a maximum high level security prison known as Alcatraz. And the the operators of Alcatraz Island, the people that worked there, the guards, the security, they deemed it as escape proof, saying that there's no possible way anybody could ever escape from here. Because not only is this maximum high level security, like there's 12 foot walls all around, the guards would check in on the inmates like 13 times a day I've read. But not only that, there were the walls, but outside the walls, there was water all around the island. And people say, historians even will tell you that the walls were a part of the prison, but the water was just as much a part of the prison. Because even if someone were to escape over the walls of Alcatraz, then they would get, have, get, have to get, try to get past the almost one and a half miles of rough waters in the San Francisco Bay that had an incredibly strong current leading out to the Pacific Ocean. It was deemed inescapable. And one of the toughest parts about being a prisoner on Alcatraz Island was that it was so close to shore, like less than two miles away from the San Francisco shoreline. And so you were so close to shore, so close to to freedom, but yet so far away. And so many people said that that was just one of the hardest things. In fact, here's a picture um, to kind of show you, give you a little glimpse of Alcatraz Island, if you can see that. There's water surrounding all of it. So there's these 12 foot high walls and then about, like I said, 1.25 to one and a half miles of San Francisco Bay with a current bringing you out Pacific Ocean. And so the, the prisoners that were on Alcatraz Island, the worst of the worst, the people that were deemed to, to have no hope for rehabilitation, these are the people who are on Alcatraz. And here's the reason why we titled this series Alcatraz is because what I know to be true is that for many of you, you are living in your own personal Alcatraz. Like there's many of you tonight that you may not even know it, but you're living in your own personal Alcatraz. And I know some of you are like, whoa, like hold up, bro. Like I'm just tuning in and like you're coming in real hot right now. Like what are you talking about? And listen, I'm just gonna let you know up front, like we're gonna come in in this series. Like we're gonna get it real, real quick. But here's what I mean is that some of you Right now, like you're thinking of that thing in life where you feel trapped. You feel like this thing is, is just, there's no way out. Maybe you feel trapped and you feel like there's no hope for rehabilitation when it comes to this thing. There's no hope for a better life. There's absolutely no hope for change in this area of my life. There's no hope for future or even present fulfillment. There's no hope for victory, no hope for peace, and definitely no hope for freedom. And so as we begin tonight as we kick off this series, Alcatraz, I just wanna ask you this question right here. 
What is it in your life that you have deemed inescapable? What in your life is it that you've deemed inescapable? Where you've said, there's just no way I could ever get past this. I feel so trapped, so entangled. This, it's, there's no way I could escape from this or break free from this. What in your life have you deemed inescapable? And maybe for you, it's your past. Maybe when you think about your past, your past doesn't feel like your past because it's still creeping into your present, which is impacting your future. Maybe it's something that you did in your past, something that was done to you, something that you said, something that you didn't say, and you just feel like there's no hope that you're ever gonna be able to escape from your past. You've just deemed it inescapable. It's your own personal Alcatraz. Maybe for you, it's, it's, it's your sin. And maybe there's one specific sin or temptation that continues to come up in your life and you just feel like, man, I, I can't get past this. And come on, if we could just be real honest in this season right now, like 2020 in the midst of quarantine and everything that's going on, doesn't it feel like temptations are speaking louder than ever? Where maybe for some of you right now, you're saying, man, there was this, this thing that I thought I beat or I never really struggled with that, but now it's looking more enticing than ever. Now he or she is looking more enticing than ever. And you're wondering, how am I gonna ever get past this? You've just now basically deemed it inescapable and just thought, maybe this is just how it is. Maybe for you, it's, it's a secret. And maybe you have a secret in your life, something that no one else knows about. And so badly, you wanna tell someone. Like you wish more than anything in the world you could let someone in on this secret, you could tell them what it is that you're experiencing, what you're going through, what happened, but you are terrified to do so because you feel like if you told someone, it could ruin everything for you. You're not sure how they'd respond. You feel like you'd be judged and maybe even never talked to again. Maybe for you, it's, it's critics. And there's a person or a certain group of people that you feel like you just can't get past what they say to you or about you. And day after day, week after week, you feel like you're just striving to try to be good enough for them. You're striving to try to win their approval, but you feel like you're never going to get there. You're never going to be enough, and it feels like an Alcatraz. It feels inescapable. And can I just tell you this tonight, TLR? A life where you feel trapped is not the life that Jesus died to give you. A life where you feel trapped, a life that feels inescapable in some areas, that is not the life that Jesus died to give you. In fact, in the Gospel of John, in John chapter 10, verse 10, it's not gonna be up on the screen, but I'm just gonna reference this. Uh, Jesus says these words. He says, I've come to give you life and life to the full. Jesus wants to give you full life, a life that is free from your past, a life that is free from the power of sin, not a life that is free completely of sin because you're always gonna have sin in your life. You're never going to be perfect, but Jesus wants to give you a life that is free from the power of sin, meaning where you don't have to be enslaved to it. It doesn't have to be an Alcatraz. You can escape free from it. Nothing, no sin is inescapable. Jesus wants to give you a life that is free from shame that leads to so much isolation. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. He wants to give you a life that's free from the guilt that you carry around, from secrets that you're terrified to let others in on. Jesus wants to give you a full life, a full life. But you cannot step into the fullness of the life that Jesus has for you 
if you are not walking in the freedom that Jesus died to give you. You cannot step in to the full life that Jesus died to give you if you're not walking in the freedom that Jesus offers to you. Fullness and freedom go hand in hand because you cannot be full if you are not first free. In fact, if you're taking notes, I don't know if any of you are taking notes, but if you are, that's the title of the message tonight. You can write that down, fullness and freedom. Fullness and freedom. We're gonna be talking about that a lot throughout the course of this series because that's really at the core of it all. That's, that's, that's what this series Alcatraz is about. When we're talking about the freedom of Jesus Christ, the freedom that comes with living a life that is fully surrendered to Jesus. Jesus offers you a full life. And you and I need to begin to realize and we need to begin to step into the reality that whatever it is in your life that you think is inescapable, Jesus has set you free from. Like I don't know what in your life you've deemed to be inescapable, but whatever it is, however long you've been thinking that way, You need to know tonight, I need to know tonight that Jesus has set you free from that. There is freedom available to you. In fact, Paul writes this in the book of Galatians. In Galatians chapter five, verse one, Paul writes this to the Galatian people. He says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free free. Seems like a pretty simple statement, but yet a clear statement. And the reason that Paul had to say this to the Galatians was because they were struggling with this idea of the law versus grace. I just need to give you a little context for why Paul wrote this to the Galatians in Galatians chapter five. He was talking, uh, saying this, that it's for freedom that Christ has set you free because the Galatian people were, were struggling with this, this, this tension of law versus grace. What do I mean by that? Well, the law was what Jewish people would have had to follow. Like they would have known about the law. There was over 600 laws. It was known as the Mosaic law. They had to follow these laws, these rules, these regulations. There were so many. But time and time again, the people knew that they could not keep the law, that they were gonna mess up. It's why you read about so many sacrifices that had to be made. And so Jesus knew this and Jesus comes and he lives a perfect life and he dies on the cross for the sins of humanity and three days later, he rises victorious over the grave and and defeats sin once and for all. And Jesus says, hey, now there's this thing called grace. Because you can't be perfect, because you can't fulfill the law completely, like you're gonna mess up. He says, I'm gonna extend to you grace. What is grace? Well, grace is a gift. You can't earn it, you don't deserve it but it's a free gift, it's undeserved favor, it's getting what you do not deserve. And Jesus extends grace to every single human being, saying, hey, I know you can't be good enough. Stop trying to be good enough. Just place your trust in me, receive the free gift of grace that I offer to you. That's that's the freedom of Christ, that's the freedom that Paul was, was talking about here. He was trying to remind the people and encourage the people. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stop drifting over towards the law. Stop drifting over into this legalistic mindset that you just have to do more. You have to be better. You can't be better. Yes, you should try to live a moral life and you should try to make good decisions, but you're never gonna be able to be good enough to be made right with God, but you need to slide on over here and receive grace and realize that you need to let go of the law and grab hold of grace. That's what it means to live in the freedom 
of Jesus Christ. In fact, I just wanna throw up a simple definition that what I, what I think the freedom of Christ actually means practically in our lives. Here's what I think it means. The freedom of Christ is this. It's freedom from anything or anyone that holds you back from the grace of God. Walking in the freedom of Jesus Christ means that you are free from anything or anyone that might potentially hold you back from the grace of God. So right now, think about it. What is it that's potentially holding you back from the grace of God? What's that thing that comes to your mind and you're like, well, yeah, Matt, I hear you, but like, I have to fix this area of my life before I could really step into God's grace, right? Like, I would have to kind of clean this up before I could step into God's grace. No, no, no. What have you deemed more powerful than the grace of God in your life? I want you to think about that. What is it that you've deemed and you've said, this, this thing right here is more powerful than the grace of God in my life? And I realize that some of you are like, wow, I've never really thought about it like that. But some of us, maybe unintentionally, have made things more powerful than the grace of God in our life. And maybe right now you find yourself living in Alcatraz as a result where you feel trapped, but you need to know tonight, you need to hear this so clearly tonight that Jesus has set you and me, he has set us free because there is nothing stronger than the grace of God in our lives. There's nothing that can hold you back from the grace of God. Maybe there's a past that holds you captive right now. Well, you need to know that there's a grace that redeems. Maybe there's a secret or a, a previous life that you're not proud of and you need to know that there's a grace that forgives. Maybe there's a, a sin or a habit that just holds you captive and you need to know that there's a grace that empowers and strengthens you. Maybe there's a legalistic mindset that you've been holding on to, that you've been raised in, that makes your faith feel like a tiresome endeavor where you're just checking things off a checklist and you need to know that there's a grace that says stop striving. Maybe there's a person's voice or a group of voices that tirelessly capture your attention and you can't seem to let them go and you need to know that there is a grace that approves of you. There is nothing stronger than the grace of God in your life. Nothing stronger. You're approved. It's the power of grace. It's the power of grace. As we begin to, to close, we can... And go to the next, next thing for me there on the slide. I just wanna say this to you, that the fullness of, of life is found in the freedom of Christ. You need to know this tonight. The fullness of life is found in the freedom of Christ. I'll say it another way. You can live free, or you can live full, rather, because Jesus has set you free. You can live a full life because Jesus has set you free. The fullness of life is found in the freedom of Christ. Paul says it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. And he goes on and says, so stand firm. Stand firm and don't let yourself be burdened again to be trapped again by a yoke of slavery, by whatever you deem inescapable in your life. Stand firm, but before we can stand firm, and we're gonna be talking a whole lot more about that over the next couple of weeks, before we can stand firm, we have to know what we're standing on. We have to know what our foundation is. 
See, because you cannot stand firm if you don't surrender first. You're not gonna be able to stand firm in life if you first don't surrender. And what I mean by that is so many of us are trying to figure it out on our own. We think we're standing firm, but what we're standing firm on is the fact that we think we can be good enough, that we think we can be successful enough, that we think we can have enough friends or popularity, that we think we can kind of do it on our own. But no, 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 you can't stand firm for real until you're willing to surrender. To say, God, here it is. My strengths, my weaknesses, my successes, my failures, here's everything. I'm surrendering it to you. Because it's in that moment when you begin to stand firm. Alcatraz Island was deemed to be escape proof. It was inescapable. There was no way anyone could get out. People tried, but they, they failed. 36 people tried, in fact. And, and on June 11th, 1962, there were three people, three people who came up with the most elaborate escape plan ever at Alcatraz Island. And these three people came up with this plan and they devised this plan and it took months and months and months for them to get to a point where they felt like this plan was ready to be put into motion. And this plan began with them like creating these paper mache masks. In fact, I think we might have a picture that we can throw up on the screen of these paper mache masks. And they, they stole this hair from the barber shop at Alcatraz and they created these masks so that when they left, that they could trick the guards into thinking that they were still in the beds. Like you can kind of see it there, it's kind of creepy, but this is what they did. And then they, they took pieces of a hair, dry, hair dryer. They took it apart. These guys were obviously really, really smart. And they began to drill holes in the walls in the back of their prison cells. You can throw that picture up as well. They started to drill holes and this took months and months to do, but eventually they drilled a hole big enough where they would be able to sneak out. And then once they were out, they realized they were gonna run into the waters, the rough waters of the San Francisco Bay that would, had a current that would pull you out into the Pacific Ocean. And so I don't know how they did this, but they, they stole 50 rain jackets from Alcatraz. And they ended up constructing these 50 rain jackets into a boat. And it's recorded that on June 11th, 1962, these three men escaped Alcatraz. To this day, they don't know what happened to these people. They're presumed to be dead. They think they might've drowned, but no one knows for sure. In fact, two of the men are still on the FBI's most wanted list. And here's what I wanna say to you. If these people were able to escape Alcatraz, a prison, an island that was deemed completely inescapable, if they were able to escape that, then I just want you to know that whatever it is in your life that feels inescapable, there is a way out. There's an escape plan for you. And his name is Jesus. Jesus is the escape plan. Whatever it is that feels like it might be your own personal Alcatraz, Jesus is the escape plan. He's your way out. He's your way to freedom. You don't have to try to be good enough. You don't have to try to fix yourself. You don't have to show up enough times to church and listen to enough sermons like this. No, no, no. Jesus is the escape plan and you're enough right now just as you are. And I wanna make this really clear. There's a massive difference between us and the prisoners at Alcatraz. 
See, because the prisoners at Alcatraz, they were there because they were guilty under the law. Like they had broken the law and they were legally like where they were supposed to be. But us, no, 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 we've been pardoned under grace. We've been set free under grace. Because of that, we can say, man, there's a way out. There's an escape plan. We can receive God's grace and begin to step into the full life that he offers. Freedom is obtainable. I don't know what it is for you that feels like it's inescapable right now in your life, but I wanna let you know that there's a way out. There is hope. There is freedom right now and for your future, but you have to step into it and you have to receive it. It's a free gift called grace. And there may be some of you who are tuning in tonight And maybe at some point in your life, you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus. Maybe there was a point in your life where you received the gift of grace and you may be free, like intrinsically you're free, but you know you are not walking in the freedom and the full life that Christ offers to you. And tonight I just wanna give you an invitation to say, hey, it's one thing to to see your freedom and receive it, It's another thing to step into it and to begin to walk it out. And so maybe that's you tonight. Maybe tonight you are a Jesus follower, but you have not been living as if you're free. For far too long, you've been trapped inside of Alcatraz, but the door has been wide open for you. The boat's been there, the escape plan's been there. And Jesus has been saying, come on, step into freedom. Step into freedom. And you're like, no, no, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And everyone else is like, no, you're not. You could be. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you just need to say, you know what? I've received the gift of grace and I wanna step into the freedom that Christ offers to me, the full life that's available. But maybe, just maybe there's some of you that you're like, no, 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 no. I feel like I am living in Alcatraz and I've never received the grace of God. Like I've never received that freedom in my life. And maybe tonight as I've been speaking, as you've been listening, I don't know where you are, I don't know who you are, but maybe there's someone watching right Right now and you're saying, man, I want that. I want the full life that Jesus offers. I need grace. I want that to be my escape plan. It's the only escape plan there is. And maybe tonight you want to say, man, I need to put my faith and trust in Jesus. You don't have to have everything figured out. All you need to know is that, man, you've messed up. You're not perfect. If you can agree with that, if you can say amen to that, then you're in a good position to receive grace. If you can say, I'm not perfect, but I'm looking up to the one who is, and I'm gonna surrender my life to him, this is the exact posture you need to be in to receive the gift of grace and to grab hold of the full life and the freedom that Jesus offers to you. It's good news, it's the greatest news ever. And so I just wanna invite you tonight, if that's you, would you just pray this prayer with me out loud or in your heart, just say, Heavenly Father, I confess that I am a sinner in desperate need of a savior. Say, I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. And tonight, I'm choosing to place my faith and trust in Jesus's death and resurrection. 
and I wanna follow Jesus from this day forward the best way that I know how. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer tonight for the very first time and you just experienced the freedom of Jesus and you just surrendered your life to him, then I just want us to have the opportunity if you, if you would allow us to, to celebrate with you. So if you'd put it in the chat, in the chat you can just put the word alive. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus tonight for the very first time, just put in the chat alive so that we can celebrate with you. We also would love for you to text that word alive to 89800 because our team wants to celebrate with you and we wanna help you take your next step. We wanna help you step in to that full life, that freedom that Jesus offers to you. So man, we are celebrating with you. Anyone who has said tonight, man, I've put my faith in Jesus for the very first time, or maybe there's some of you uh, that, are, that are returning back and saying, man, I'm stepping into the freedom once again because I intrinsically am free, but I haven't been living as if I'm free. Either way, if that's you, we would love for you tonight to text ALIVE to 89800 so we can celebrate with you and so that we can help you go on this journey of taking your next step in your relationship with Jesus. Heavenly Father, Tonight, we just come to you and say thank you. Thank you, God, that you are bigger than anything in our life, God. Whatever it is in our life right now that feels inescapable, your grace is greater. Your grace is greater. Maybe it's our, our past, God, your grace is greater. Maybe it's our, our sin or temptations, Lord, your grace is greater. Maybe it's our, our critics, Lord, your, your grace is greater. Maybe it's our secrets, your grace is greater. Your grace, Lord, is powerful enough to free us from anything in our lives. And so, Lord, tonight we just say that you're bigger. You're bigger than we even thought but yet you're closer than we ever thought possible. And so tonight, God, in these final few minutes, just come near. Come near, invade our spaces, invade our hearts, remind us of who you are. We love you so much, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your mighty name we pray tonight. Amen, amen. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you want to stay connected, follow us on Instagram at The Living Room ATL. Remember, TLR fam, we love you, we're for you, and we'll see you next time.